0: Cause and Brew Show! Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. What is up, Brother Cause?
0: Oh man, it's a, it's a beautiful day in uh, this neck of the woods. Um, for those of you who are not aware, in California for the last, uh, what has it been, four months, we've been uh, getting all sorts of rain, and uh, we don't like that in California. We, we like our um, one or two seasons of hot and just and warm, and it's been uh, you know raining and the last like couple of, last week and a half I guess has been just beautiful. Yeah, well, me.
1: speak for yourself, cause here in Sacramento it's hot. <laughs> it is, it is hot. We uh, we just it's hot and it's like ah, it's hot. But I lo- I like hot actually. Um, it just it's a little too hot. <laughs> um, it is what it is. And oh boy, uh, I'm gonna pivot like a champ right here. It has been hot. In the NBA, Indeed. Uh, it has been actually really hot. In fact, I have not seen a punking this bad, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick your brain for what was the most recent punking that you've seen like this that, that Dame Lillard has done to the Oklahoma City Thunder. My Ooh. word, I just, I'm trying to think, I, all, all the examples I come up with are like in street ball where somebody got punked. <laughs> like, yeah. like I mean,
0: that dude. I mean, that was some high end point guard play from the beginning of that series um, all the way through by him. Um, it's definitely. I think I thought that he he was a really really um, great leader. I thought that you know the first shot that he took that you know thirty five similar to the one that he. he Uh, broke the OKC's hearts with I thought that first very first shot of the series he took I think really relieved everyone else because he basically said I'm going to get blamed for this game for this series and so you guys don't worry about anything I'm going to take it all on my back and then just repeatedly like repeatedly every time OKC had anything going in that series Dave was like nah I think I'm better than you guys it was awesome. I I enjoyed that series, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever enjoyed a five-game series as much as I enjoyed that one.
1: I mean, I had the Thunder, so I didn't enjoy it as much as you did. But now it was one of the best. I, I picked best... the Thunder
0: too. I picked the Thunder as well. I, but cuz yeah, I thought it I, was I thought it was Portland as usual, you know.
1: I invested in the Thunder. So it was it was one of those things <laughs> where like I knew my investment was shot and then um I just enjoyed it anyway and uh <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there from that series. Um and we're also going to get into the Warriors and Clippers has been great. Um we'll we're, we're look at Boston versus Milwaukee. Uh Toronto versus the Philadelphia Sixers or as you put in your notes, Philip. <laughs> sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was just looking at your notes you here. Well, Toronto sorry. versus Philip. What is that? It's, apparently uh <laughs> Philip is uh their spirit animal in Philadelphia he's just a foul mouth uh fan that curses everybody out um dame 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 my god so um the leadership thing i think why everybody's so excited about this is dame has taken that leadership um mantle and and there's very few players in the league who have his skill and then have that intangible to bring a team forward like that you just listen to him talk and you could just tell he's just you know he's an old soul he's he's got you know wisdom of a guy that's 40 years old and um actually probably 50 because I'm, I'm i'm getting close to 40 i don't know how wise i am um, <laughs> dame um he he had that look of like bo jackson in tech mobile where he could not be covered left to right he could not be covered on the penetration, and then he had the shot as well. So you just had this player that was almost supernatural out there that could make anything and could not be covered. And then on the other side, Russell Westbrook, everybody's talking about him. Um, I, I I wish that the conversation was <laughs> more interesting. Um, this has been him for a while, right? I mean...
0: I I thought, you know, it was the same, you know, I actually, particularly in the, um, in the closeout game, I didn't think he had a bad game. I thought he played pretty well considering what they do. Um, I, I just don't know what their game plan is in OKC. And I think that, you know, that front office has been riding off of their early draft success. Um, You know, they drafted three MVPs and, you know, have been able to keep one. You know, Serge Ibaka was better than advertised when they drafted him. But they've really kind of blown it, (laughs) you know, as far as – I mean, athletes are great. And I know this is a very – this is a sport where athleticism maybe rules more than in other sports. But you get some basketball players in there. And this – this just athlete after athlete length after length and none of them can shoot none of them can dribble none of them have any real offensive instincts
1: it's he, it's too much of the same thing
0: it's too much i mean you got to have somebody who can put the damn ball in the hole
1: i saw a lot of criticism <laughs> for terrence ferguson this series and i thought that he had a great series i thought for for where thought, he's at in his development um, but you're right. Like he's like the fifth guy that can't shoot. <laughs> and, he said, "You
0: know, and 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 I and I and I say that and actually he
1: could shoot the three, but like a pull up or something off the dribble, get to the rim. He had some terrible drives to the rim that were just awful.
0: And I and I think that they didn't play. The thing is, like they didn't play bad. I didn't think Ferguson played bad. I didn't think Grant played bad. They just they actually did played what, pretty good. Yeah, they just you those guys actually did exactly what they do. The problem is you need somebody to put it in the hole. And, and so they, they've, got to, they've got to address – if they're not going to address the way Russell plays, which doesn't seem like anybody in that organization feels the need to do that.
1: Or even Paul George. To,
0: or Paul George for that matter. Um, well, I mean, like the, I think with Paul George it's like this is what they do in OKC. So this is what – I'm just sliding into the Kevin Durant spot and I'll just play one-on-one as well. You know, if they're not going to change that, then they've got to get better offensive players. It's just there's no you can't have it both ways.
1: You know, I kind of take a little umbrage with like Russ didn't have that bad of a game um, in that last game, just because like if you're the high volume guy, if you're the tempo guy, if you're the guy that making everything tick you know there was down the stretch just some drives that are they were so hopeful like what did you think you were getting into when you went down the lane against two guys and had no angle on on the hoop and so
0: he he had a couple he did have a couple of uh, bad rest decisions i just don't think they were those decisions i didn't think were as bad as all the free throws that paul george um uh, sure. missed right. i didn't and i just think that billy donovan I thought he was way out of his depth. Well, well I that. don't feel that. I don't usually don't feel that way about him. I kind of feel like he's a decent enough coach, but he just kind of like didn't do anything. His timeouts he, were
1: he Schroeder <laughs> covering Lillard out of the timeout.
0: Yeah, at it, the 36
1: it, second mark. It was yeah, you yeah. Sorry, I you stepped know, all I, over I, you it, there.
0: No, but, no, 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 It's but that's that was a per, that's a perfect example. You know, I I, I that, that was a perfect example. I, I just I just felt that he didn't managing that game when there was timeouts or or you have an opportunity to check all the boxes. Oh yeah, your,
1: what, what was it? With the it, timeouts. I was they were getting repeated haymakers. You know, for you know ten minute stretches, it felt like and yeah. and no timeout.
0: Yeah, and, and you and, and when you. I mean, I'm sorry, but you know, I don't like to you know as a who's coached, you know it's players 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 but like you're at 15 when you're at 15 points in the fourth quarter you you got to win you got to bring that thing home and that's 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 when you start to look at the coach and be like you did not do a good job well
1: if you go back to the shows that we previewed this series with <clears throat> the one thing that i think both of us said was that if billy donovan if that situation starts to crumble You know, could there be a fall uh, or fallout, you know, where they they have this kind of series? Because, I mean, Vegas Odds had had OKC as a strong favorite while factoring in potential injury to Paul George because there's a lot of concern over his shoulder. Um, You looked at Portland and you said, well, who's going to defend? You know, none of them are defenders, you know, except, well. I mean Harkless and a meeting were obviously defenders, but like the big three, Cantor. Yeah. I mean and yeah. it, <laughs> what I saw was all those guys defended really well. They did. It it was it was I like you know, we cap on defense and defenders all the time. But when somebody who's got the label as a bad defender, you know, just yeah. really cranks it up, I get excited because that tells me that somebody, you know, wants it. And 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 they want to take it to the next level and, and it comes back to Dame's leadership, I think, because yep. he there's so many ways that could have gone sideways. You know, you get yeah. swept by New Orleans, you got another shooter yeah. next to you and, and CJ McCollum who kinda wanted to get his early in his career. Right. Um, I mean I there's... thought
0: he played really under control this whole series. I thought he I thought <laughs> I thought he was really good.
1: There was one three though, I think it was in the last game where he Uh, It was. It was like, oh man, you you almost threw up. You almost had a perfect series. Um, Well, because
0: he was struggling. He was struggling for most of the closeout game, and then he had like a couple of shots. And then he took this one heat check. I think this is the one you're talking about. That was like
1: it was early in the clock. It was a contested yeah, pull-up yeah, three. Yeah. It, it was like, <laughs>
0: what are you doing? You've been struggling the whole game, and you've hit like one shot in the last last you know three minutes. You should not be taking that
1: shot. It's so it must be so hard to be a scorer like that because you know your whole mentality is just first light. When I see first light, I'm gonna go. And you know, there's just a time you got to pull it back. Um, he he had a great series, but even like Seth Curry, man, like yeah, seeing these guys just fly around on a string, um, hitting their rotations and canter. So I mean, Stephen Adams barely even registered. He had his normal numbers, but like in terms yeah. of
0: he got dominated, dude.
1: Yeah, it it was crazy to watch. I, I looked at his numbers for the series, and I and I tried to triple take because I was like. I felt like I didn't see him on the floor, yeah. and um, that you know is, that's part of the you know when you when you play in today's NBA if you're you know a big big and you know you, you can kind of get torn up a little bit in the pick yeah. and roll um, things get ugly fast so uh,
0: he's another one on on the to flip it back to OKC he's another guy that really hasn't gotten any better at offense. And I don't expect him, you know, with his body type, I don't expect him to be like, you know, uh, one of those great scoring big men. But the little bunnies, the drop-offs, he misses way too many of those. He misses way too many t- t- uh, taps. He, he he needs to go back and do a, some more Mike and drills. I think that because he's a tough-minded guy and, and a, considered a good defender, even though he's terrible in the screen and roll. I think guys like him and Gobert get a pass on just how awful – they are. I mean, you can't you can't work the ball around, get it into the paint, drop it off to a guy, you know, three feet from the basket, and have a miss. Well, you know, that's, that's that's very disheartening.
1: It's not on team. the sheet, but let's quickly spin over to to Houston and um, Utah. The Go yeah. looked terrible in this series to me. Yeah, yeah, and, and that offensive stuff is what you're talking about, and and Utah's insistence of running their same stuff. I mean. This is I, I I don't know why teams and coaches do this and Quinn Snyder for the first um time and probably ever, you know, I I looked at the game plan and said this is bad. You, you for offense, if you're going to have Gobert as the screen setter in a pick and roll or dribble handoff situation, you're just going to get torched. He when he would set his screens I mean, the time it took him to set the screen and then get into a stride to run to the hoop, which he kind of just yeah. does like there's the, he doesn't look at the action. He just sort of screens and then turns and looks at the rim. Yeah. It's, it was like, I mean, watching the defense, just laugh at it and, you know, go cover the guy with the ball and, and not worry about Gobert one bit. Yeah. So they did that all series. Um, You know, as far as uh that team goes, um, you know, they, they got to they gotta come up with something because what they got right now ain't it. Um,
0: yeah, a little dis- – I mean, that last uh, – they had a really golden opportunity. Houston didn't want anything to do with winning that last game. And, uh, man, the, the Utah really just kind of wet the bed there. I mean, between uh, Mitchell's turnovers, uh, you know, I, I know, like, the short three is a great shot, but – you know, Rubio, and I think he was two for three going into that shot, but he was wide open. And in that thing, I mean, every single guard in the NBA since the time they've ever played basketball has practiced taking one power dribble to a spot and <laughs> taking a shorter shot. And that was a case where I know he was open, but as soon as he caught it, you know, he didn't really want to shoot it. And then he took this, like, there was like a weird hitch in the shot and uh, just missed everything it was such a bad miss that had someone been there they probably would have got the offensive rebound because it was so it was so long and just like
1: i think it's it's fun it the playoffs are great because they expose weaknesses really fast and i mean like especially coming off the regular season in the first round it's just like night and day and you know donovan mitchell can pretty much in the regular season just tee it up and go and now he's got to think like okay how do i expose this switch which the the jazz never ever did and he is not like he's not fine so you get a big on you and you are you can just get by him right or left and and step into whatever shot you want and the the offense isn't sort of expanding to give him the space he needs when he's getting into the lane you know the other team might be selling out a little bit. He's taking the wrong dribble at the wrong time. He doesn't have an assortment of finishing moves that, you know, sort of complicate or complement that kind of a situation. So he has been a mess. But when when the when your best player is being a, a mess and you know your your offense is not optimized and you know you've got guys on your team that the defense doesn't have to cover, man, it goes bad fast. And that's that's uh, you know the Utah Jazz season summary in a nutshell. Um, Let's let's keep spinning here. We got a lot of ground to cover, and I want to see if we can actually get some time for a potential Rockets Warriors series, and and we might wedge it in here because the the Warriors. I don't know if if
0: we should do that. I don't know if we should do that. When does uh... that
1: series kick off? Presuming the Warriors cannot get swept or not swept up. (laughs) Presuming the Warriors could get by the Clippers. When does that series start? It's it's got to be like soon, right? Like, Tuesday, well, Wednesday,
0: Ma- Monday. I don't think they're gonna have. If it goes seven, I don't. I don't really know. I I, I don't know. But um, I, I'm gonna
1: get Stat Boy on it, that late
0: at night. You know, um, I don't know, and I'm not so sure. But I, I I think they're gonna win. I mean, I had them in a. I think I had them in a, uh, a difficult sweep. Like the, <laughs> the games have played out kind of like I thought. I just didn't think they were going to win a game, but as far as the tightness and how they were have been played, I thought they were. Um, the Warriors are. Um, There's a bad juju. Did You see that gets- the stuff
1: with Kerr and, and Draymond and the music at practice the other day? No, I didn't. Oh man, I mean it. It's funny because it sort of slid underneath the radar. And I don't. I mean, to the extent that, I mean, if you're on Twitter, it didn't slide underneath the radar. Um, what happened? So Kerr's doing his media availability outside of the practice facility and the music is really loud. And um yeah. so like he's visibly upset about it. <clears throat> so he goes to the PR guy, Raymond Ritter, and he's like, Hey, can you get the music turned down? And Raymond goes over to the to the practice facility where Draymond's apparently in a in a very intense shooting drill. Mm-hmm. And then Comes back, Raymond Says Dre wants it up. Wow. <laughs> Kerr Ker, like you know went to like DefCon Five with a facial expression, and then <clears throat> like that. I mean, this you could just see this stuff playing out, and I mean, it's unfortunate that that plays out in front of the cameras because I I think like a lot of guys, you know, if you're in your shooting routine, if you like the music loud you know, that's what you like. And yeah. somebody, especially and Raymond is one of the most respected PR guys in the league. But if you know, the PR guy comes and tells you to turn the music down, you're like, Hey, go, you know, no, that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. But that kind of stuff is just sort of lingering around the team, right?
0: Yeah. And there's, and it's been, it's been like that though. I mean, there's a lot of unease, I think, um, and the Clippers probably don't have the um, talent, maybe, to take to, to um, take advantage of it. But the issue is that what the Clippers have been able to do is, uh, is is allow for the pressure of the game to get to the Warriors, you know. And that's what I think a lot of teams, when they're trying to make comebacks, they try to get it all on one one possession. They're down 15, and they just shoot a bunch of threes, and then they. It doesn't doesn't hurt to take uh, to take twos to get back, even if it cut into a big lead. That Lou Williams and Harold just Harold just continuing to just dominate them in the paint and allow the pressure of the game because especially the Warriors because you know whenever things get tight they take they take tougher shots and with you know again it's nice to get you know plus forty for Durant but when you're playing one on one that much you know that. And he's taking all those one-on-ones. Then Steph starts to take the tougher shots. Then it goes, you know, then it's been seven possessions and, you know, uh, Clay hasn't even touched it. So then he chucks up a bad shot. And next thing you know, there's been 10 to 12 possessions in a row where there's been two or no passes. And then they they start to get really nervous. And the Clippers and their two wins have done a really good job of just kind of allowing the Warriors to implode. And I think because of all this outside stuff and all the – The unease and the probably dislike that there is on the team right now, they're not willing, at least in this series, they're not willing to fight for each other or step back or, you know, get together. And so that's why they can't close any of these things out, any of these tight ones out, and it's only going to get tougher. So uh, they need to figure some stuff out quick.
1: Yeah, I wonder. So I'm, I'm looking at the odds for tonight's game. Uh, Warriors minus ten on the road in L.A. That's. Uh, I'm going to take the Warriors minus ten. I think they're going to blow them out.
0: Uh, you know, they, they they focus better on the road. So that's. I think they 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 when they get home, they definitely they definitely don't they 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 rely on the crowd a lot.
1: Because like, does this team life. really want to have a game seven? I mean, like that. Oh no! I mean, that's that's <laughs> crazy, right? <laughs>
0: There's a game seven. Oh boy, that's not,
1: that would <laughs> I, make I some worry, great theater.
0: I, I worry, yeah, because because uh, Steph really had a tough go last game, and then I think uh, well they if, got
1: good length. That's that's like this Clippers team is is fun oh, yeah. because they're just so smartly put together. If maybe even accidentally uh, to some degree, like but Shy Gildas Alexander and Landry Shamit are just. Really long, yeah. it's yeah. and it's it's cool to watch Shammett because playing. He was doing great in Philly, you know, and and stepping in into kind of an unideal situation, and and then gets traded and and really just gets the opportunity. You know, that's what everybody I think talks about when you're a, a mid to low level level player in the NBA is just can I get my opportunity? And yeah. he's taking it. He's run with it. You gotta love Montrez Harrell. Just. Um, <laughs> you know fantasy players have have known about him for a while and now he's out there just doing stuff it's great um that's a spicy meatball and then so that first or that second round matchup with the rockets that's coming up i mean we're looking at tomorrow um to we're recording on friday the 26th the 27th you've got philly and toronto open up uh the next day you got boston and milwaukee we're going to cover both those series here today uh, they open up the following day. So I'm guessing a game seven, theoretically, with the Warriors would start on the 28th, two days from now on Sunday. And they'd probably be looking at it. Would they go back to back or would they give them till Tuesday? I think. Probably give them till uh, Tuesday.
0: You would think, but it, that, that, that. It's not. I don't know. I've
1: seen it before. Where they go back to back.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. That, that's happened before.
1: Um, I mean, it honestly. makes sense. Like, why are we waiting on you guys? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, we don't know. You know, it's also just the just scheduling. I mean, you know. Uh,
1: so, you know, do you, you, do you, do you, could could I, know. <laughs> could I hat in hand beg you for a, a few words on on Golden State and in Houston? Because I mean, this is the ball game, right? You know, not the well, ball game. Right? But like,
0: it's kind of, well, you know, I, 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 I would, but I think, I think this next game is, you know, I know we're not probably going to have a show, so we want to get a prediction on the books, but this next game the Warriors play is going to go a long way to how I feel about them. Mm. <laughs> you know? mm. So I, I, I don't want to jump out there because my prediction pre playoffs was that the Warriors were going to, you know, we're going to get it done and, and win the whole thing. Um, and I didn't like it all the way Houston played, Partic- I mean, well, particularly Harden, I thought in those last three games, really, really struggled and really um, – I thought, you know, the first two games he did okay with their defense. But, you know, like we've been saying all all um, season long, like he's a significantly worse passer to his right and his floater is significantly worse when he's going to his right. Yeah, people um, have been
1: talking about that floater being better. And and I think it's I it's yeah. better, but it's yeah, still but not it's still, good. <laughs> as as a,
0: yeah, as far as the numbers game, yes, it was. He was fine in the first two games, but basketball, oh, we
1: oh, know, and, is game and, of Well, basketball. and that's there's another thing there that uh, with the Jazz and Quinn Snyder that we didn't touch, which is their defensive game plan to basically cover Harden from behind.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: was just terrible i mean yeah. i get it that's what we've been talking about for years
0: like that you can't allow you can't you got to stay in the play
1: yeah
0: you i understand like
1: like if somebody had never watched the game before like what would they have thought of ricky rubio like there was one play where he was straight up on his back
0: like, yeah. i mean that was that was a little bit much like i know you yeah you want to go you want to keep him off his left. But I thought at some time, like, you, they had done – sometimes they had done a good enough job of staying – you know, keeping him to his right, and he wasn't going north-south. He was trying to get back to his left. And then at the last second, they do that, okay, I'll go behind you thing, and that gave him just enough time. Like, well, you had- get, if he only has, like, four seconds left and he's at 32 feet – you can then you can play him straight up, and if he goes to his left, he goes to his left, but it's it, but you can't just like get behind the guy i mean that's that was just like an old man playing with his grandson
1: it, you know? it <laughs> and they kept doing like, it, and then people try to this is the funny thing like analysts that like have backed Quinn Snyder real hard or analysts that have backed Presty hard their entire career. I saw an article from a really big name writer that was basically like. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he traded away James Harden, so he could. And they never get this part right. It's never because they wanted to keep Kendrick Perkins. It's because they had bought into Russell Westbrook. No, they they had they had cash for Perkins, <laughs> and then they were like, "We can't afford Harden anymore." <laughs> so they
0: spent a year left on this. They could have dealt with that. They could have let him just. You know, they're going to deal with it the next year or at the break or whatever. So
1: they chose he goes it goes through stop. a list of crap that Presti hasn't done right, softening at every word. And then, you know, it's like he calls him a great GM and says, you know, have a nice day. Like, what are you doing? Anyway, um, so, yeah, no, I, I think with um, Golden State and the Clippers, you're basically saying you don't want to make a prediction there because you're weak. That's yes. That's what I, I got out of that.
0: I am. I am. I, I, I'm not.
1: I, I don't know if I'm ready for a prediction. To be honest, like I, I just think that um, this is a series that we all want to see because Houston's playing well. They've got this unstoppable player with the way that the gather step. Now they've got a name for traveling. The gather step has created yes. created a James Harden that's really hard to cover, and um, you know Eric Gordon's playing great. You know, you go down the list. Their... You, know who,
0: you know who I think, you know, if Houston wins this thing, you know who I think is going to be the difference is the house kid.
1: I was going to say, it was going to be house, huh? <laughs> yeah. Because he's, he's, he's perfectly, he's just like a great physical fit for this team.
0: He's a great physical fit. I think that as much experience as Trevor Ariza has, I think house is just a little more naturally offensive minded and a little more naturally offensive uh, offensively confident um and i think that that i think that they were going to be missing arizo a little too much in this series but i think his defense is 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 really good and i think that offensively he's going to maybe take some shots and some drives that maybe arizo wouldn't um so I, that that i think could be a kind of he could be an x factor
1: what about um, the kd dynamic last year this is another great story that nobody seems to cover. You see people say Kevin Durant, he's the best player in the league, and then I think back to the series against the Rockets when he almost shot the team, one of the best teams of all time. He almost shot that team, you know, out of the game. Yeah, um, it's,
0: it's it's happening already. I mean, it's happening in this Clipper series, so yeah.
1: it's yeah, not. I mean, you know, so, there's no
0: reason to think that that's not going to be an issue.
1: But it's the but same yeah. people that were calling Russell Westbrook a top three player in the NBA. You know, it's it's. One, I wonder, like, at what point does it matter if guys know how to play the game?
0: Well, it's only gonna. It only matters when in the NBA finals. I guess. I mean, he's he's uh, he's maybe the best talent in the league, but he doesn't. And it's not. You know, it's we we've talked about how they just OKC okay, so just kind of dropped the ball on how you know on grooming. Um on develop on development. It's really standing
1: out. <laughs> <I> mean,
0: <laughs> it is. I mean it's, it's pretty clean. And that's the
1: other thing. Why can't they go after Presty? Like literally everybody that's been a part of that system, minus Harden, who is sort of the, the anti Scott Brooks, like Brooks constantly benched him for everything he's doing right now that drives certain and drives most NBA fans crazy, you know, the stuff trying to get an edge with refs, all that stuff. Brooks would just outright bench him for that. Like, yeah, and now he's used it to create sort of an unstoppable shot. He's impossible to referee. Um, you know, he's just an efficiency but monster I, because of it. It,
0: it, it just—they've just thrown in the towel on refereeing. I think that they're going to have to address this travel thing. And well, <laughs> the,
1: the Dame's shot for what it's worth. I don't think he can get away with that in like 1990. You know, like that cuz the gather step you're you're getting the ability to recoil your trajectory on that the 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 sidestep or the step back you to be able to recoil with your legs it just gives yeah. you so much more control yeah.
0: we'll we'll see what they want to do i mean that's that's up to the league but i i think that just for a second i don't want to spend too much time on it but The league is in a really tough spot with the way that they're officiating this move to like to call every single thing like they Mm. used to. when you got a charge, you used to have to be at the spot and be there before the guy took off. Now they're giving guys charges and the guy's already in the air like he's on his one foot
1: on his way down.
0: Sometimes on the way down and the guys are, not only are they not in the spot, they're sliding. If they do get to the spot, they're moving their upper body to get to places. And it's like, if there's a collision and a guy falls down, they feel they have to call something. And now all the players are bitching and moaning about it. So now they're inviting the refs to call more fouls. But then in the fourth quarter, they get mad when their best players are fouling out. You know, you you can't have it both ways. And the league needs to get a hold of this thing. It used to be they're handing out charges like it's like nothing. Well, now.
1: also, I mean, this the, the way the perimeter is called in relation to the post. If you wanted to balance out the game real quick, you just call the perimeter a little bit more like you call the post, where you allow more contact. And and Trey Young, we bagged on him a lot, so we got to do that disclaimer anytime we talk about him here. Um, yeah. But he is sort of the slim down you know, mini point guard version of James Harden, where if he's coming around a screen, he's already looking to rise and fire the minute he thinks he can get that call you know, yeah. Where the defender comes crashing through the screen. And if you as a defender can't, if you have to like tiptoe around a screen because you don't want to have any contact whatsoever, because if you have the contact, you lose control of your body and you're going to now, have to like come crashing into the three-point shooter because he's going to rise and fire if you come around too hard. That's you know it creates so much space and with Trey Young you're seeing how he's manipulating that, um, you know, and especially with if you are a good shooter that has sort of unlimited range, you know, you you, you create a player that's sort of hard to defend. And yeah,
0: and, and the perimeter they're not they're <clears throat> like you used to be. need a guy to a spot and then body him. You know, or if so, like when you're coming around, like I say, you're going to go over, over the top of the screen. Right. Like so you're chasing the guy over the top of the screen that he switches directions and there's a little contact. That used to not be a foul. Now they're like now there's all if, if those two things are fouls. It's, it's literally impossible to like they have to stop. I want to stop hearing all the, the uh, all of the comparisons to, to, to great premier players of before, because you literally cannot touch these guys. It's, it's 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 gone. It's not. It's gone way past. It's not as physical. Like you literally cannot blow on guys on the perimeter without getting a foul call. So I don't care what records are broken. I don't care if James Harden averages thirty eight points for the rest of his career. This is a way different league with what these guys are able I, to do
1: now. I think um, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. It's probably worth its own podcast. Let's go to Boston and Milwaukee. Yes. So. Uh, we got these are some tasty meatballs. The the Boston and Milwaukee series, Toronto and Philip or yes. Philadelphia. That is, look at me bagging on you for texting. You probably had like a kid in each arm, you know, like <laughs> texting with like a thumb, you know, just trying to get the show notes out to me in time so I can not read them until this morning. What a jerk I am. Uh, Boston, Milwaukee, like, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, like, I can't wait to look right now at the odds because I feel like Milwaukee's the favorite. Is that right? Or what do you think? What, what do you if you had to guess? <laughs> I, mean,
0: I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm taking I, I'm, I'm picking Milwaukee to win the series. I don't know who the – I haven't looked at the um, game. I, I, I'm, right.
1: I'm looking it up as we're going right here. And, um, well, we're going to be on opposite sides, I think. I, I, you,
0: think you think Boston's going to win this thing? I think so.
1: I mean, you know, it, none of it's it's never comfortable, you know, going yeah. against the the 1 seed, it's never comfortable when the other team has a player like Giannis. But
0: So tell me, tell me why they're going to why, why Boston's going to win.
1: <laughs> I think they've got the experience. That's one thing. I think Kyrie Irving can control a series. I'm not that optimistic that Bledsoe or anybody else can slow him um I got a lot of a lot of faith in Al Horford. Um that's kind of where I'm at with it. I I think Chris Middleton has slowed a little bit this year. So that's um you know a little bit of a concern there for Milwaukee, but I'll I'll be I'll I'll say I don't feel great about it by any means. Um and and that's kind of this east Eastern Conference in general. So um you know it's really tightly home, matched
0: in the games.
1: I think it's like a six or seven game series. It kind of reminds me that we're not even probably going to drop anything on this series, but like, pardon me, San Antonio and Denver, like they're just so evenly matched that I feel like any team can win on any night. Um, So yeah, no, what, what, what what do you got for Milwaukee?
0: I just don't think that the Celtics are out of the woods as far as the way that they're, they're playing. Um, They're, um, the issues that come up with how they play, I don't think they solved any of them with um, Indiana. I know Indiana's a good defender, but I think that, a good defensive team, but I think that um, Milwaukee can pose those same problems. I think that they don't necessarily hang their hat on their defense to the extent that Indiana does, but they're still a really, really good defensive team. I just don't think that, I, I don't think that Kyrie is going to share the ball enough. I just don't think that... I think that if he waits like he did in this series, um, if, they, if they don't get Jalen Brown the touches he needs, um, if Tatum doesn't get the touches he needs, they're not going to win this series. And I don't know that Kyrie is convinced that those guys... I, I agree with you that they have the experience to do it. I, I believe that, that Tatum and Brown and um, and Hayward, I, I believe that they, they're ready to step in. I just don't think that Kyrie thinks they are. I think when it, when things get tight, when they go on long stretches, he just hold, he holds the ball. And I think there's just some things that, that Milwaukee can do on D that are not like – they're not going to foul Giannis out the game if they switch that. If,
1: uh, yeah, I was going to say that's the one, the if, one if, matchup, if Horf, right? If,
0: if Horford comes over and sets the screen, and you got Giannis on Kyrie, that's not a, that's not a number, that's not a a, a check for Kyrie necessarily. And they're going to allow Giannis a, a couple of touches. That they're, they're not going to foul Giannis out of the game. They might foul. I think the, the refs would feel that they are handicapping Milwaukee to an extreme point
1: mm-hmm. that more
0: than more than any other star in the league. So they're not. They're going to give Giannis some some leeway on the perimeter, and I just I just don't think that I think all the issues that Boston's had all year with their team culture and everything. I just don't think that they're over. I mean, Indiana was in position to win two of those games and should have won two of those games. So, totally. and I think that I, I think Milwaukee is head and shoulders above Indiana. So I, I'm gonna, I'm going to take Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm. I I'm, I could be in a blind spot here, you know, for myself. Like um, this is there's a little bit of me that thinks that the the Bucks aren't ready, and um, you wouldn't guess that by their season record. You wouldn't guess that by their coach or their best player. And you know, everybody else has has you know. There's no reason to think that you know these guys can't get it done. Um, that matchup. With with Giannis and Kyrie, that would be one where I might, if I'm Boston, I might welcome the switch of, of Giannis onto Kyrie, but then use it to pull him out of the paint, so he's he that, can't can't use the help. You know, he's just that's
0: fine. That's a that's a great day. Yes, that, that, I agree. That that's a great strategy.
1: And then move the ball. Like if that, you, you get the switch, pull him boring. out to the perimeter, and now swing it. And, a, and dare him to play with a foot in the paint with Kyrie that, as the weak side shooter. That
0: is a great, that's a great strategy. And I would guess that Brad won't Stevens. Use one.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think Brad, Listeners, I, I, I
1: want to know if we see it once, tweet us.
0: I think Brad Stevens was going to draw that up too. Like that as, a, as something to do. I just don't know that Kyrie's going to execute it. Kyrie, I, is a, well, Kyrie is not a Kyrie is not a very good. I I just don't like his his like his, his. What, what even, about like be, him
1: seeing I, Dame Lillard too? I mean, uh, like I I could see him seeing the success that Dame Lillard's had, and just it just ignites something inside you. Like oh I I can do that. I could be right, that guy.
0: Which is which is he's got way better tools than Dame Lillard does.
1: <laughs> yeah know? yeah. So,
0: he needs, that and frankly i just want to
1: see those two in a series against each other because i mean like you almost want to just tell everybody to get off the court and let these guys play one-on-one for the whole thing um
0: that's very interesting because i get that that i think is a, a definite not only a possible possibility but a probability that he will want to reestablish himself as the best scoring point yes the yes difference, the di- difference is Dave Lillard scored 50, and they needed every single one of them to win. Wait, and they <laughs> like,
1: were smart 50. It was a smart 50, you know? No,
0: there was never there was never a time when you watched that game and you were like, oh, God, he's forcing it.
1: Right. Never. That was the beauty of what he did. And I, I swear, I'm trying to still think of performances that that rival what he did. <clears throat> okay. I mean, was I, great. Like um, maybe a Steph Curry run in a series, but, I mean, Steph is always... Had the other players next to him. Not to take anything away from what he's done, but I'm just, you know, right. it's Good. that control. And then t- some of the intangibles that we haven't talked about, the wave goodbye after hitting the f- or 37-footer step back that he practices all the time.
0: Yeah, that was, uh... Paul
1: George <laughs> yeah. saying it was a bad shot, like That's a poor loser. The-
0: that was the worst thing ever because it's not like – it's not like Dame Lillard dribbled it off his knee and ended up out there, and he just Dude, turned he out and
1: owned up. you, man.
0: He watched <laughs> the clock tick down, and then went to a the, step back. It, it wasn't like it wasn't a lucky shot. He he did exactly the move that he wanted to do, and busted you up with it.
1: Then just, then he, he celebrates in the dog pile on the ground and looks at the camera I, like the guy from the meme. Like <laughs> everybody's going crazy. He's just cool. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, like, yeah, if you're Paul George, just just be like, I took my hat, it was a good shot. Don't talk about it was a bad shot, this and that. He did exactly what he wanted to do. Oh, he did exactly what he wanted to
1: do. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of a punking that's occurred like that, and I'm drawing blanks. So tweet us if you can remember a punking that was like this. Um, so Boston and Milwaukee, um, you're going to take Milwaukee. I'll take Boston. I'm going to go six or seven. I, um, you know, probably, whew If I'm taking Boston, you know, I could do the proverbial Boston in six.
0: Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Milwaukee in six, but uh, I think that game five could be a could be an interesting one.
1: I can't wait. I I mean, the the playoffs were boring to me up until the Dame stuff started getting real hot, and um, I think this next round is going to make make the 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 playoffs right with me cuz i thought uh, like the matchups to me have been boring you know like there w- wasn't a lot to glean from them and we just sort of <laughs> waiting for it to play out
0: yeah if the Cl- if the clippers hadn't stole these games and um and and without dame this would be just your standard run of the mill you know first round but uh
1: it's um but it's going to heat up and it's gonna be, speaking well, of it's heating it's gonna be, up toronto and Philadelphia, and we're kind of up against the clock here, so we're going to speed through this here. But Toronto, Philadelphia, um, I'm, I am i mean, I'm, I'm not even blanking. I'm taking Toronto. While, while it's evenly matched, I think, to some degree, <clears throat> and I think it will be a series, um, yeah. I mean, wh- why would anybody believe in Philly right now?
0: I, I mean, to me, they are – for one, their mentality is a mess. They, they they talk about thinking you're too cool. These guys read the headlines and believe that, you know, their um, activity, just the, the fact that they're here, that they've actually done something. Like, they, they have not accomplished anything. Outside of, like, Jimmy Butler and I think Tobias Harris is fine, but Ben Simmons and, and Embiid are – they're a little too cool. And I think that Kawhi Leonard – from a few times that I've seen that, that matchup, I think he's going to erase uh, Ben Simmons. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. or, or, I mean, like they, they're they're going to have to run something else because I've seen him in, in matchups where he can't
1: even dribble. Cool. Really. I mean, what, do, why would you even waste Kawhi on him though? Like, I mean, you might stick Danny Green on him, and
0: yeah, I, I just think that it it just sends a better message when Kawhi does it because you, cause <laughs> you know you need to be in.
1: We, we would like to you dismantle you, you quickly, so we're going to put Kawhi on, on your, your well, point guard. I, I
0: think it's a, mental, it's a mental game. I think sure. you stick him on there, and you stick him on him in, in the first, he's going to pick him up, you know, three-quarters, half-court, turn him all over the place, get him frustrated, and then you can pick and choose from that point on what you want to do with him. But I, I think he's going to – I just – Danny Green isn't gonna do it the same way. Danny Green can be effective, very effective against Ben Simmons, um, but I think that Kawhi can kind of make him look bad, and I don't think that Ben Simmons is mentally tough enough, like to, to take to like some when, guys. When
1: you're sparring with Jared Dudley in the press, you're yeah, not tough yeah, come
0: enough. On. Exactly. I mean, come on. Like that's that is that is nothing. That is, that is you're nuts.
1: so insecure that you've got to protect your game against 32 year old or whatever whatever age he is,
0: is. representing
1: the dad bod like nobody else in history
0: yeah so I'm, I'm with you I'm taking uh, Toronto uh, four no <laughs> yeah I'll give I'll give them I just don't think that with him beats me too I don't think uh I don't you can't bully mark gasol like you can uh, they, they're you know, just a mess in
1: philly they remind me of the organization that's trying to convince the stars to stay so they let the stars do what they, they do like you you never should have played him bead the way that you played him in the regular season i mean look at you're paying the price right now
0: i think they should i thought that should have sat him in game one i thought that was i thought like the, the the first game of the playoffs, I thought Philly would have had enough energy and stuff just because it's game one. That would have given him a, a more extensive extensive rest. Um, but then they went to, then they lost that game, so they had to play him <laughs> in game two. But um, well, yeah, I like that. I, I I just like uh, Toronto. I think that Philly doesn't have the toughness. How many how many Jimmy Butler yelling at guys on the bench are we gonna see? <laughs> <laughs> particularly Ben Simmons. How many how many times are we going to see uh, Jimmy Butler go, "You're going to let that guy just punk you?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's always my favorite one when somebody goes to that, you're just going to let that guy punk you? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, well yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's 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 you know the mentally untough player. I mean that's and that's why the playoffs are so great. Is your your idea of taking Kawhi and saying, hey, let's just screw this guy's head up, you know? Let's let's get this guy. Okay, you're you're gone. Now let's get let's get you, Joel. You know. And the the, the, probably the last thing I'll say on this series, other than to to say that the odds are uh, the Sixers plus two hundred five, Toronto's minus two forty five. So uh you know, essentially two to one for for Philly and uh, Toronto, pretty heavy favorites there. And then for Boston, while we're at it, it's plus two forty, um, Milwaukee minus two ninety. So Vegas feels like Milwaukee's going to win, and um, you know they've got them as, as pretty good favorites there. Back to Toronto or par- probably Philly, um, you got Marcus soul on the other side. So that's um, you know but really bad news for Joel Embiid. Um, just you know, one of the few players in the league that could cover him. But the way he came out and was used in that series against the Nets, they have, like, anybody who plays fantasy or just even remotely dabbles in daily fantasy knows that the the Nets' front court is paper thin. And the fact they couldn't get him to, to, to just slow the, the game down and just dump the ball into him <clears throat> so they triple-team him like he's the big 12-year-old and then work off of that, I mean, they couldn't even get to that. And it's it's because he doesn't want to play down there, um, for whatever reason. They well, don't.
0: I think, the, I think the knee didn't help. I mean, like I think, you know, when you're like, it's hard to play. I mean, we, we, we yell at people to uh, play in the post more, but it is hard. I mean, it's more physically demanding. It's 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 hard. So I could see an injured joint beat it exacerbated the fact that he doesn't want to play down there. But um, I yeah,
1: think there... you just have to exhibit control over your offense. You know, and if he needs to play yeah. 20 minutes in the game, play him 20 minutes in the game. You know what? You yeah. know whatever the the strategy is there. I just don't think they have the control. Because
0: don't, don't you think that they're, they're going to be deploying Gasol a little bit like, like when Embiid's out, <laughs> we'll take Gasol out. Yeah,
1: because in, in Philly's got the strange substitution patterns because they're really big on the analytics of certain yeah. lineups. So they bring. And in and out at about four or five minute intervals, so i I would do that I mean yeah exactly
0: because Gasol's not a guy like if Gasol only averages five points a game, he's still going to be like he, he'll be fine with it if they win like if, he, if he's like, I'm only going to play you know the 25 minutes that Embiid or 30 30 minutes that embeads on the floor and I'm all all in on defense and you know playing from the high post and passing. And that's, that, that will be completely fine with, with Marcus Gasol if they win that series.
1: <laughs> and then the, the, the Sixers don't have an answer for Pascal Siakam. I mean, it's... No, they
0: do not. That's going to be interesting. That's going to be interesting. I don't even know who they go there
1: with. I, I was just thinking the same thing. like um, Mike worry. Scott, uh, not that they would go with Mike Scott. He's probably, you know, he's looking iffy right now. Um, yeah. So he's not even going to be on the floor. You can't cover him with, like, Jonah Bolden. You can't cover him with Tobias Harris.
0: Do you maybe try and just punch him with the uh, <laughs> beat him up with uh, Jimmy Butler? That's maybe? what I was like, just uh,
1: wondering. Yeah, I mean, like,
0: what do you do? He's I mean, the tip. I mean,
1: he's the tip of the spear in so many ways. But now you're taking Jimmy Butler off of Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, which, I mean,
0: uh, Kawhi will welcome. <laughs> I kind
1: of yeah, sure, and uh, I I kind of feel like Philly's screwed, and I'm looking at this this number here of. Uh, Toronto minus two forty five, and I'm thinking, well, well how, how much can I put in here?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, it's that's it's it's, it's, it's not a good look, and it's mostly their, their their mentality. They just can't. They got tools, but I don't know they really have the right tools, and they certainly don't have the the right mental makeup.
1: Well, um, all fascinating stuff, and this has been a great, great on schedule podcast. I got to thank you for that, cause. <laughs> We're, uh, we're, we're trying to keep them coming here and uh, you know, try to get people in and out the door. So uh, that'll do it for this week. We will be back either next week or the following week. We're kind of on our every other week schedule right now. Uh, follow us online at hoop-ball.com, on twitter.com, slash koz and show and on Facebook, the great Facebook, where, where all the cool kids hang out. Facebook.com, slash koz and show Another one's in the books. Peace.